0: Hi, this is Chris Baldwin, aka Fight Goddess with Skull Combat Sports Equipment, and you are listening to Eddie Goldman with No Holes Barred.
1: Hi, my name is Melissa Smith from GirlBoxing.org, and I'm listening to No Holes Barred with Eddie Goldman.
2: Hello, everyone around the world. Once again, this is Eddie Goldman on No Holds Barred. On this edition of the show, we once again spoke with our colleagues Chris Baldwin of the War Room and Melissa Smith of Girl Boxing on the War Room. A video of this discussion has also been posted on the War Sports YouTube page. We spoke with them Sunday, November 21st. We discussed Terence Crawford's 10th round stoppage of Sean Porter to establish himself as the top welterweight in the world and what may be next for him now that he is a free agent and no longer under contract to top rank. We discussed Kaylee Reese's split decision win over Jessica Kamara to set up a fight with Chantel Cameron to unify the major belts at 140 pounds. We discussed unified lightweight champ Tiafemo Lopez's upcoming fight with George Camposus Jr. and heard comments from Lopez on this fight. And we discussed how and why the ongoing failure of boxing to have the best fight the best plus the pay-per-view model only continue to marginalize the sport. All this is part of our in-depth coverage of the corrupt world of boxing and sports governance in general. But before we get to that, a word from the sponsors of No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred is brought to you by LennyHart.com, the home of Lenny Hart, the legendary MMA and sports announcer, voice actor, singer, actress, and comedian. Lenny is also known for her jazz vocals with her Lenny Hart Jazz Cabaret Band. For more information, to book her or to order a custom message from her, go to LennyHart.com. That's L-E-N-N-E-H-A-R-D-T dot com. And Skulls Fight Shop, home of the Skulls Double End Bag the perfect punching bag for your combat sports training. Skull's double end bags provide a realistic striking target and help improve speed, distance, and timing skills. Hang it and hit it right out of the box. No pump required. Skull's Fight Shop. Advancing combat sports equipment for the next generation of fighters. For more information, go to Skulls, that's S-K-U-L-L-Z, FightShop.com And Adolfina Studios, Original Art Prints and Handcrafted Fine Jewelry. For more information, go to Etsy.com, that's E-T-S-Y.com Slash Shop Slash Adolfina Studios, that's A-D-O-L-P-H-I-N-A Studios. Also, Please subscribe to the No Holds Barred page on Patreon for much more No Holds Barred content that's at patreon.com slash Goldman. Now, you can also support our independent No Holds Barred journalism by purchasing items such as t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, mugs, pillows, masks, and even mini skirts at the new No holds barred with Eddie Goldman's shop on Red Bubble. It has also been recommended to me that people choose sizes on the large side, as some items may run small. You can browse all the items for sale and then place an order at redbubble.com slash people slash Eddie Goldman. Hello everyone around the world. Welcome back. This is Eddie Goldman, No Holds Barred.
0: What's up, Fight fans from around the world? I want to welcome you to the War Room with your fight goddess, Chris Baldwin. And I'm here with my co-host, Melissa Smith, women's boxing historian, and my boy, the T-H-E-E, conscience of combat sports, Mr. Eddie Goldman from No Holds Barred. And, you know, he's an award-winning sports journalist. So, look, if you guys want to get more information here, you know I need you to follow and subscribe to this channel if you want more coverage on women's boxing, in-depth fight analysis, and our take on corruption in the world of boxing and sports governance in general. Today, we are talking women's boxing. But last night's Terrence Crawford fight against Sean Porter was a doozy. So, you know, we're going to be breaking that down. Let's get to it. Welcome to the show, everybody.
2: What's, What's up? What's happening? What's hey. up? Glad to be with you. It's an
1: early morning, morning and I need my coffee today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I yeah. got My coffee is not even that early in New York. <laughs> That's right. That, Terrence, let's start, start with you, Eddie. I mean, that. Hmm. I
0: thought Sean Porter, first of all, big. I just want to say I've watched Sean Porter develop from an amateur when his dad, was carting them around in their little Jaguar, right? They had a little car. They were driving from place to place. Uh, He was training out a wild card. He would come there, train, then leave and go to an amateur fight. And they were just on the road. I could see what his dad was doing. His dad would have Sean sparring in the ring. And do you know his dad would jump in the middle of that ring in the middle of a sparring session and tell Sean, no, no. You know, he would get him on the right path. But even though Freddie was... Sean's uh, coach at the time so it is incredible to see Sean Porter come from this guy who was a football player his dad coached him the whole time and they've done an incredible job so I'm proud of Sean Porter he's from Cleveland Ohio I think or Akron Ohio he's, he's from Ohio so he's a hometown uh, champion in my eyes he's a champion good job last night but what do you guys think about that fight uh, Eddie let's start with you.
2: Well, it it obviously was at the very end, perhaps the end of Sean Porter's career, because from the post-fight comments and the post-fight press conference, it was pretty clear that he was determined to retire after the fight, regardless of the outcome. And of course, Terrence Crawford was a, a big favorite. It's not a shock or a surprise that he won the fight, but he was the first fighter to actually stop sean porter not the first fighter to knock him down but the first fighter to stop him although he had lost a few times to top level fighters before and he's 34 you know boxing retirements are often uh, quite temporary but we don't know if he's going to come back and kenny porter seemed to indicate there were problems in the training camp and you know, the way Sean Porter fights as a swarmer, always coming forward, uh, throwing a lot, taking a lot of punches. Maybe it's time for him to t- really to hang it up at this point. There could be a lot more going on behind the scenes other than the fact that he gave Crawford a, a fairly competitive fight. I mean, I had before the 10th round stoppage, I had Crawford uh, comfortably ahead by by three rounds, some people added a little closer, but it was clear that Crawford had the momentum. Uh, Crawford pretty much gave away the first round. He fought orthodox, hardly threw any punches, was measuring Porter, feeling his strength, feeling his power. And when the second round started and, and Crawford came out as a southpaw and was really able to score and measure that distance, I just said, you know, the, the fights decided. The fight's over. There were a couple of headbutts along the way. But Crawford was the one I felt who was dominating. And again, if you discount that first round, which is a feeling out round, maybe you could give two more rounds to Porter. Some people gave a little bit more. But he he was... He was just spectacular in this fight. His timing Porter slowed down his attack from what he normally had done. But still, Terrence Crawford is somebody that I call a sharpshooter. We had a little exchange which you might have seen on Twitter. Barry McWigan was asking before the fight, who do you think's gonna win? And and I said, you know, anything anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised by anything, but I expected the most likely outcome, which is what happened, a late round stoppage for Terrence Crawford. And the questions are all now, what is is next for him? Because uh, not only did uh, Sean Porter say he's retiring at the post-fight press conference, but uh, Crawford pretty much said he's done with top rank. And Bob Aram. What? It seemed pretty clear. His contract is up. He's a free agent. Oh and, shit. He, and he said, look, the fight that he wanted to make and that boxing wanted to make, the fans wanted to make, and that the, the absence of real good governance in boxing prevented making was of course with Errol Spence Jr., who was in the crowd, by the way. They, sh- they showed him leaving right after the fight ended, sort of disgusted. And he said, Crawford said, I've been with Aram and he was unable to make that fight. Even though he Aram has worked with PBC, he had Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. And of course, this fight were were on pay- pay-per-views in front of uh, big audiences in, in Vegas. But Spence now, is not fighting he had a pull out of the Pacquiao fight with a detached uh, with an injured retina some sort that's a very difficult injury to come Mm. back from we don't know if or when he'll be able to come back or how good he'll be able to be and Crawford wants to continue fighting so Aram is pushing a fight between Crawford and the 140-pound undisputed champion Josh Taylor of Scotland, maybe doing it in, in Scotland or or somewhere in England or, or Wales. And that that's the fight Aram wants. I don't know if that's the fight Crawford really wants. I think Is when, he an
0: MTK fighter?
2: Uh, but he's promoted by Aram. Wow. he might be he might be mtK and that's a thing that wasn't discussed in any of this Aaron had said earlier that the the uh organized crime figure Daniel Kenahan was a quote advisor to Crawford I don't know how many uh, the, the, a lot of people expect that Crawford's going to go to PBC to get these fights but I'm not sure that for a bunch of reasons um I think Crawford was horribly promoted by a Top Rank. They often don't do well promoting black fighters. Oh. They Aaron was just sort of crapping on him a lot of times and they they really you know Crawford said I'm the the fighter and the they had a uh, Zoom call pre-fight media call which is sort of typical of the the bad promotion of this. With with both Porter and Crawford, the first time they did it with Crawford, they had to cancel it because they said they couldn't get a phone connection. He was training in Colorado. He wasn't training on the moon. He, even from the moon, you could get some type of audio. He has a sat video. phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they did it the next day, and it was a short call, and it kept uh, crapping out on his end. And he's sitting in his car talking to his cell phone. This is an ESPN pay-per-view between top rank and ESPN. They couldn't get him in a studio somewhere to do it. You know, not not only
1: that, but all the wraparound shows were were just Porter. There was no promotion for Terrence Crawford at all. All of the, you know, in the waiting for the fights to, to happen last night, that was all Sean Porter. There was only one very little brief interview with Crawford on those, you know, little wraparound bio uh-huh. kind of things. Yeah. Nothing for for, for Bud uh, Crawford, absolutely nothing. And the thing that he said to Aram is, you know, listen, I left him, he couldn't get it for me when I was with him. What makes him think he can get it for me now right. in terms of the Spence fight? So I think he's really done. But in terms of the MTK angle, you know, he, Crawford is not listed on the website as a fighter from him or Spence but you know there was that talk of him of MTK being the advisor so we'll have to see how this all plays out over time but um you know he's gonna go home nurses his uh his little cut from um getting head-butt-
0: headbutted right
1: and and then he's gonna figure this all out but he's in the catbird seat you know uh, he did what he had to do he's a bad man he is he a could, bad he man could
2: do what, he could do what in a sense what canelo did and
0: exactly it
2: can choose who he's going to fight he could be his own promoter and not get an exclusive deal with one of these other companies although pbc claims it's not a promoter you know
1: well we'll see but essence, he even has it you know his his own uh promotion company was one of the promoters right last night it was uh terrence yeah what is it tb uh TBC. I mean, that was all over the the ring. It was all over being announced. So he already has his own company and he's ready to go. So we'll see where all this, all this goes.
2: Well, the the other thing I just want to add about PBC, you know, a couple of years ago, Crawford re-upped with top rank. Maybe at that time it would have made more sense to go with PBC when Spence was fighting regularly, when uh, Porter was doing better and when Thurman was more active. Now Spence and Thurman, when are they going to fight next? Porter is retiring. There's always somebody else around, you know, some up-and-coming fighters, but he could work with them on a case-by-case basis, just like uh, Canelo has been doing in terms of broadcasting and promoting on a case-by-case basis, and maybe they could get him some promotional deals there's just a lot of things you know uh, Aaron made such a big deal about uh, ESPN dealing with him and how great they are and all that there was an article a couple years ago by Mark Kriegel and he the whole theme of the article is that Terrence Crawford is this mean guy he's mean in the ring it's almost like a WWE kind of angle and a lot of it was just rubbish because sure he's mean in the ring it's boxing But outside of the ring, you can't really say that about him. There are many different sides to him, including being a father. And he has two of his young sons going to all these wrestling tournaments and and piling up trophies. And I believe Crawford had some wrestling background on his own. So there could even be a connection with the wrestling community in the U.S., which has not been made. Have have Crawford show up at some wrestling events and build some loyalty, because the wrestling community in the U.S. particularly tends to be very narrow minded and insular and brain dead when it comes to marketing. But if you have a celebrity show up or may a champion fighter like that, that'll that'll turn some heads, build some build some connections here. That's just one of many many different things that could be done. And I also noted just listening to some of the reporters and commentators on the conference call and all this, there seemed to be when Crawford was there, a lot more Black reporters interested in him. Now, some of them, frankly, didn't sound like journalists. They just sounded like fans, you know, hey, we're rooting for you and all this. It's not what a journalist does. But still, there's a great interest in certain sections of the Black community in Terrence Crawford. And I don't think that has been use the marketed well, and putting it on an ESPN Plus pay-per-view is also not the best way to reach a lot of people. Because Aram said afterwards, a pay-per-view business is in the toilet, and only ESPN Plus is doing well. They might be doing relatively well with UFC aiming at a richer, wider, pro-Trump audience that is the bulk of what the UFC gets. But I don't know how well they're doing in terms of uh, pay-per-view buys in boxing. You'd have to do something. You'd have to do something different with him, and I don't think they know how to do it. And Aaron is pushing. Well, we'll we'll go to Josh Taylor's home and get the fans there. Well, that's you know that may expand uh, interest in Crawford, especially if Crawford defeats Josh Taylor. But that's not where his main base is going to come from Scotland or England or Wales or, or Ireland. So, there's, there's yeah, a lot I, of I
1: agree. I mean, he, he's talking too, maybe about going up to 154 and picking and choosing there. You know, what's his interest to go back down to 140? I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, that is ridiculous.
2: No, that, yeah, Taylor would go up to 47.
1: 47, for but, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a great fight. So for Crawford, let him go up to 154. Let him play with his kids. What did he say? I got six kids to worry about. Let me think about that.
2: Yeah. That well, way. that's what he said right after afterwards. He's yeah. not going to make any any hasty decisions, although Aaron mm-hmm. wants him to, but Taylor is scheduled to fight in February anyway. Right. So, so
1: yeah. Well, what's it going to be in the summer or in, you know, June. Maybe if he did that fight, maybe he fights again in June.
2: And and Crawford should really be recognized (laughs) as one of the top fighters in the world. A lot of us had him as top pound for pound fighter until the last couple of years when Canelo has had such just an incredible resume to surpass him and even Crawford said he put Canelo above him. But I think in terms of of talent. The only thing that's keeping Crawford out of that spot is the lack of signature fights, and that's largely due to the PBC's failed model. With again, Aram is right about one thing: the PBC's pay-per-views have not been doing well. well. The TV ratings have not been doing well. They really don't know how to do streaming properly. So, I and they're doing a they're doing a January first pay-per-view New Year's Day with Luis King Kong Ortiz and Charles Martin as the main event. I mean, who's going to buy that they have, they do have an up and coming fighter with some potential Frank Sanchez and heavyweight, but they're burying him on these pay-per-views that, that nobody is watching. So the, I don't know how long their deal with Fox is going to last. And Frankly, on these Saturday night cards that PBC has been doing, Fox could get more buys and bring in more ad revenue if they just showed a movie or a repeat of some, one of their popular shows or something that. The, yeah, the, or the, they're it's going almost killing everything.
1: Yeah, or they're going, you know, heavy into either uh, wrestle you know, professional WWE type stuff or back to MMA, you know, because they get more people interested quicker fights bloodier without the politics well, well they need better yeah kind of politics
0: yeah i heard people complaining about the undercard on top rank, so i don't know that bob arum should be talking too much shit about it yeah else. there was there was
1: a it was a very there were very few fights no women's boxing There was really nothing. It took a long time. You're just sitting there. Here's a fight. Here's a repeat of the same stuff with Sean Porter and his father talking about how he's going to break down Bud Crawford. And then back to the next promo. And then listening to Max Kellerman, please. (laughs) (laughs) screaming in my ear
0: all right well look let's let's talk about the zone's uh lineup i watched the um andre quigley
1: fight and i watched the callie reese let's talk about the callie reese fight a little bit yeah callie reese Kamara. so that was you know the unification bout for the the uh the what do we call that the 140 140 pounds and um Callie Reese had the WBA, I think it was, gosh, sorry. My brain is still slow here. It's early anyway, Sunday morning. It's early Sunday morning. <laughs> anyway, Callie Reese, you know, was the, was the, uh, the belt holder. And then they went for a vacant part, belt WBO. And then you had Jessica Kamara, who's the, um, Canadian fighter came down to 140 to fight that. And, um, she, uh, her last fight was with Heather Hardy. She really beat the crap out of Heather Hardy in her last fight. And then before that, she had fought Melissa St. V and uh, lost in that fight. But for this one, she was super prepared. She just looked fantastic. She looked amazing. She was strong. She was coming forward. She had great defense. She had great offense. She just came to win. And uh, Callie Reese um you know she's a good fighter she's got a great resume she's she's fought you know people like um you know Delphine pursuant she's fought cecilia breakers so she's had she really has put herself out there from fairly early in her career with some top-notch fighters and and she wasn't in there just as a, an easy opponent she always really fought hard as a pro Um, And then, you know, she has her other life, which is, uh, she's a real advocate for Native Americans, Mm -hmm. Native American women in particular. She was just in a film uh, where she played a boxer who was uh, looking for her sister who had disappeared. So, I mean, she's got great, a great story and she's a good boxer. But in this fight, um, she arguably lost the fight or it was very, very, very close um, I thought she got her
0: ass. Well, I didn't think she get her ass whipped, but she took so many left hands. I just thought she she got outpointed by Kamara until that last. What what was the last couple rounds? rounds? Well, the
1: 10th tenth, tenth round. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fight was very close. It was back and forth. Uh, Kamara, you know, found a home with her left. <laughs> she sure did. She really All found day. a home. You know, she really was, uh, you know, uh, in the really the first eight rounds she was certainly outpointing her she was taking rounds at the end she really was fighting very very hard and very strong and and her corner felt that way as well and I I have to say that Reese's corner was certainly nervous about what was going mm-hmm. on and they were telling her hey look get your hands up fight you know um, in the ninth and tenth round though Reese really started to to pull it out and got more aggressive, got looser, really. I I think she got more, she got lighter on her feet and she really started to bounce around some more. She got that second win, got a second win, but also just got relaxed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the tension of the fight really held her back. She was flicking her jab more. She was more defensive and she was moving more. And then in the 10th round, she really just let loose a barrage of punches and, and, uh, uh, really hurt Kamara to the point where Kamara just it was like, What do I do All right. <laughs> She clearly 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 lost the tenth round. Uh-huh. Um, the cards uh gave uh kamara ninety six ninety four on one card, and then the other two cards were ninety seven ninety three for Reese so Reese ended up with a split decision um, you know that was really that was very generous
0: yeah giving the champ the edge
1: (laughs) yeah that was definitely the champ the edge i'm not sure how they came up with 97 93 96 94 you could see either way Mm -hmm. you could see a 95 95 you could see a split decision but that 97 93 on two cards was overly generous um what this happens
2: every week yeah Yeah, but
1: exactly in, in the hometown and it looked what happened what 2 weeks ago with that uh, Michaela Mayer Amadou fight where they didn't even give Amadou a round one of the judges so that was crazy that was so great. in this fight you know what this sets up is the 140 pound um uh so what now what we have is unification and what we're setting up is the 140 pound undisputed bout sometime in the in the winter with uh, Chantel Cameron, Chantel Cameron was at the fight in New Hampshire. Um, you know, she was interviewed. She she really thought that she was going to end up finding Kamara. She had Kamara up, you know, sort of midway through the fight. She was like, yeah, Kamara's doing great. That's who I'm going to box. So I'm sorry. She was surprised that it ended up with, with Callie Reese as the winner. And I'm sure she lo- she's looking at that fight thinking, yeah, I, I will find a home for my left. And as Callie Reese said, yeah, I've got to go back to the drawing board if I think I'm going to be able to win against Chantel Cameron uh-huh. in the winter. So that's going to be quite a fight. It'll be on the uh, zone, probably be in UK, I would guess, because that's where Chantel Cameron is. Uh, Cameron is, uh, you know, she's a really terrific fighter, and and has, I, I would say, she fights cleaner. She has. Um, uh, uh, better better mechanics if you will in the ring and she's strong as anything so she, this will be a very 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 tough battle but more than anything i think what we've seen over the last three or four weeks is just women's boxing at an extraordinary level one yes. thing about Chant- Chantel Shantel cameron is she's also an mtk fighter um so i'm not sure what that's all going to mean uh, you know it's something that we uh, you know we've been talking about mtk global as uh getting more and more fighters, and they have now a, a number of champions, men and women. And uh, what this is going to mean to boxing as a whole is really unknown. Uh, this weekend, Sky Sports uh, had a card in, uh, in Wembley Stadium. Um, Natasha Jonas, who's a British fighter, uh, who had been with Eddie Hearn, has now switched to boxer, which is sort of allied with Sky Sports. They still don't have a U.S. outlet. I've known we've talked about that in the past. I'm not sure what that all means, but uh, we're, we're going to see how this unfolds. I think in a big way in 2022, uh, Clarissa Shields fights on the 11th and uh, where there's been a series of tweets out by her team, March Taffet in particular, her manager saying that uh, they will have an American outlet for that fight. But there's still been really very little transparency on uh, what's happening with um, with Sky Sports and their ability to to have their fights shown in the United States. Um, so um, or that's going to also be a very interesting set of events because again they're they're starting to have a lot of MTK fighters come through their shop. So uh, in, in terms of the fights that they're promoting through Boxer, so I. Not sure what's good, how this is all going to play out, but I really think this is something we're going to have to watch very co- closely for 2022, especially as top rank is not doing as well as they should be. And with PBC not uh, coming up with the kind of fights that they should be coming up with. Not only that, with very few women's fights on these cards uh, or, you know, very few women in their, in their stables, you know, top rank has, has Michaela mayor, but that's about it. They're not really promoting anyone else. So I think they're losing that game hugely you know you got the zone and you got now sky sports starting to really promote women in the ring so uh I, i'm going to be curious to see how this all plays out next year as we start to get these even bigger fights uh and, and starting to go for things like more unification bouts and more um undisputed kinds of uh, uh tournaments if you will and the other thing to- about mtk is not only are they in uk but they also have french fighters too right. and other europeans and they're gonna they may start gobbling up some of the um the argentine and, and mexican fighters too so we, we got to see where all this is going to go
0: yeah i saw a, a photo with alicia Baumgartner sitting with eddie Hearn. who is what who's her promoter right now alicia she's ba-
1: promoted by uh by Luda Bella. And Luda Bell is really the only other promoter that's in the United States got women. Yeah. So He's, he's, he's been promoting her, right. you know, and he promotes uh, Callie Reese and they're both with co Brian Cohn um, is their manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they're getting a very cozy relationship with Eddie Hearn, you know, Callie Reese <clears throat> is now considering UK her second home. So she's really that's comfortable. What the money there. Is. They should that's where the money is hey right. look that's why claressa shields is there and she got her multi you know seven figure deal for two fights with uh with our friends at uh sky sports but i gotta tell you you know it it's katie taylor who's the million dollar baby she's making over a million dollars a fight at this point point. and so yet we haven't seen when's the last When was her last fight she fights uh on december 11th also. oh okay cool she we'll depends. be talking about that soon. We'll be taking a, talking about that soon. But you know, there she is making money, you know, yeah. And uh, investing it in and in, and staying with any hearn, she's staying away from MTK Global. But you got a lot of other women I'm fighters who are on those cards who uh are, are with MTK as, as their manager. So we I, I, again I you know they're becoming a, a bigger player, and if they're starting to advise. Fighters like Crawford and Spence, and, and seeing where all that's going to go Are they, next are they advising year.
2: Spence too?
1: I thought so, but I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
2: I'm not sure I, if they have with PBC any of the PBC fighters. You may be correct. His but but the but the, the you you could also look at this as a complete failure of these quasi leagues that have been set up semi exclusively in boxing where it's so hard to get where it's monumental when you get cooperation between say top rank and PBC or somebody else like this and the other thing is that there's no there's no reason to think that always the United States is going to remain the main money place in the world for boxing because MPK what I gather is that a lot of MTK-affiliated types, smaller promoters, are working with Richard Schaefer's Pro Bellum, And they're, they're linking up with all these promoters around the world. And I don't know if they're going to get much of a TV deal. We'll see if they're able to do something there. But it looks like they're trying to create some alternative to the existing quasi-leagues. And... With Boxer and MTK on Sky Sports, it's very unlikely they're going to work with Hearn and Matchroom because Matchroom just bolted from Sky Sports to just go with the zone. So there's the politics there. And everybody seems to be piling up against Eddie Hearn and Matchroom these days, although he does work with other promoters when, you know, when they think they could make some money off of this. The money might be moving out of the United States because the zone is getting Eddie Hearn pretty much hinted. They're getting what? The same amount of people watching their fights as watch Showtime. So if you look at the ratings for the Benavides fight last week, they were terrible around approximately 250,000 people at, at for, for the main event. And that included the, the replay the Canelo plant fight so if they're getting 2 to fifty, three hundred thousand, that's just the the absolute hardcore boxing fans it's just making more it's a niche of a niche type mm-hmm. sport and of course HBO long ago left boxing Showtime is not has not really replaced it in terms of drawing in the big numbers. ESPN has moved a lot of the fights to either pay-per-view or ESPN. Plus, when they're on regular uh, over-the-air, or cable rather, ESPN, they tend to do a little bit better, but it's nothing really spectacular. And as we said, the, uh, the PBC on Fox is drawing dismal numbers. So the whole thing is in slow motion, declining and disintegrating. And maybe in the UK and in the rest of Europe, there, there's more of an opening there for, you know, for this to develop in France and Germany, but they got a lot, they got a lot of work to do because they're way behind there. The amount of sports that they're on TV is, is incredible. And you can watch pretty much any major sport in the world, anywhere, in the world and i'm not talking about finding a pirate stream or something there's some network picking it up if you're willing if you're willing to pay for it Mm -hmm. so you're going up against an incredibly crowded environment and they they their attitude to the media always has been to snuff out any any independent boxing media to buy up people and to just support shills with just a few exceptions so you're not seeing the kind of uh, building of interest in these fights. We, the discussion we had about Crawford is just one major example. And Claressa Shields having a fight in the UK is another perfect example of all this. I, I just don't see it heading in a good direction. While at the same time, sports rights, the amount of money going into that goes up and up and up, but it's Ooh. going more to the to the what are now the major sports, even seeing more money in the United States being paid out for for European football for the Premier League and then you then for boxing, NBC just came up with a ton of money for that. And they, they don't really show much. I don't think they show any boxing anymore. And they're part of Comcast, which runs Sky. They invested in the boxing in the UK for uh, because they feel there's a market there and it gets much more coverage in the media. If you just look at the, the UK media boxing coverage is all over the UK media from the, the cheap tabloids to the more sophisticated uh, sites and newspapers like the guardian and the times and they, and the telegraph, they all have, and others, they all have boxing. You don't see that in the United States, New York times, in this country sends their football writer to cover boxing, who clearly uh, doesn't really understand a whole lot of it. Right. So.
1: Yeah, and, and when they and when the outlets do cover it, it's, you know, Josh Paul. Look, New Yorker had a piece on the Josh Paul two weeks ago. You know, I mean, you got David Remick, who wrote a biography of Muhammad Ali, but that's the best they can come up with, is uh, Josh Paul to talk about boxing. So yeah, um, there really is a, a, a crash and burn of the sport and there's, you know, Bob Arum, you know, he's 90 years old. OK, I'm glad he's around and kicking and in health. But, you know, he should top retire.
0: Rank,
1: top rank is is on an older model and it's right. not coming up with it. Um, and, you know, it's great that they're uh, they're promoting M- Michaela Mayer and they, they had her on the ESPN Uh, on the undercard prelim shows that was really nice to give her some exposure they actually mentioned that she's a unified champion but you know there's still a little bit of a wink and a laugh so what's going on here and pbc they just do not have women and i really think it's a fatal mistake to close that off in this country because it's making money over, overseas. Uh-huh. It's making money in Mexico. It's making money in Argentina. It's making money in Europe. And if you look at MT Clay Global, they have all of their women are champions. They have Dina Thorsman, who just won another championship. They have Chantel Cameron. Natasha Jonas is going to get a, a, a title shot soon. They have really good women and this, and they're promoting it, and they're making the kind of deals to allow Uh, exposure for these fighters and i think you're right eddie you're right now the united states is nowhere in this market and uh it's getting crushed
2: and that's also gave an opening to these garbage fights of these so-called influencers the, the paul brothers who were apparently good high school wrestlers and that was it you know in professional boxing because younger people know know who these people are and they're tuning in even though they will understand it's not top top level boxing because is the absence of accessible top level must see boxing for people so what what fills the void 50 year old fighters who were retired for many years fighting each other mma versus boxing the, the triad combat
0: pillow uh, fights p-
2: pillow, pillow th- fights you yeah, have the professional <laughs> pillow fighting organization now is starting you have everything because people want to see fights so they're going after every little demographic and niche that they could find because boxing and of course the the uh, the pro trump ufc and other mma organizations are going after that because boxing is not living up to its expectations
0: same old story
2: yeah, yep. and that, that can go into a little discussion I had a couple of months ago with Teofimo Lopez, if, if you have that.
0: They okay, let me, recorded, let me pull uh, that up for you, Eddie.
2: Yeah, I'll just give a little background. In May, they had a Zoom call. This is when he was still fighting on Triller before all these postponements. And now, instead of a big pay per view, this is a guy was a, in the consensus 2020 Fighter of the Year. And this was supposed to be his first fight in in 2021. That the Trash clowns completely messed this whole thing up. Now it's going to be next week on November 27th on the Zone, not on pay per view. It's going to be in a smaller venue. It's going to be a much smaller fight, and on on Thanksgiving weekend in the U.S., which you know may hinder the amount of people that that really watch this fight, as a lot of people travel. So uh, he had some interesting comments at the time about his career and about Triller, which again, later that all fell apart because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. But in terms of how you have to promote and popularize boxing, he made some interesting comments that that I still think are worth hearing.
3: All right, next up is the great Eddie Goldman. Thank you very much. Uh,
2: thank you for that, Jerry. Hey, T. Fimo.
3: question I have
2: is, coming after such a, a high-profile fight uh, where you were so up and you performed so well against Lomachenko, how are you going to stay motivated against a, a less-known fighter like Cambosis? And does fighting on Triller, your first time on Triller, add to that, Motivation for you to uh, perform in this fight.
3: Thanks. Thank you, Eddie, for that question. Um, honestly, I'll say it like this: it's uh just the um the amount of work it doesn't stop. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not fighting George Kambosos; I'm fighting myself. You know, and that's what I always go in there. You know, when I fought Lomachenko, I wasn't fighting Lomachenko; I was fighting myself, and that's how I am. You know, the only person that could beat me is myself. You know, that's the end of it all. You know, I'm my I'm my worst critic, and I am my my toughest competition. You know, so those are the things that I play in my mind. You know, um, I act like I don't have it all. You know, and, and that's why when people ask me how I feel, I feel like a champ. Doesn't mean I, you know, even though I'm an undisputed world champion. Um, you know, and then being on the on the platform like Triller, they give me that opportunity to boost up my numbers on the social platform because you know that's now and day in this modern day era, it's all about social media and how many followers you have apparently which kind of saddens me in a way that you could become undisputed world champion but back then in the 80s and 90s you became undisputed world champion you were on top of the world. now it's a different it's a different stage you know so it's all about just catching up on the numbers as well on the social platform and um, just putting myself out there even more you know I think that I finally burst it out into that bubble of you know this right here this fight for me is is bigger than than the Loma, Lomachenko fight. And why I say that is because it it puts me in a position now, my first pay-per-view fight, but and the numbers that, that we are gonna generate from at only 23 years young, 16 fights in. Um, just the whole the whole way I look at it is <laughs> the outcome of it all. It could put me from superstar to mega superstar and become that that um it could it could bring me into that nine figure status eventually. If those things take time, and I know that, but I know what it is, you know, and I know what to bring for the fans and for everybody. I know what what they want to see. You know, when you see Teofimo, you never know what's what's going to happen. People want to see it. At the end of the day, they, they could, people could talk about what they want to say and how they feel about me, but I go out there and I get the job done every time. All right. Thank you. Good luck in the fight. Thank you.
2: And that was Tiafima Lopez, an interview from a few months ago. And of course, when he said the only thing that could defeat him was himself, the fight had to be postponed when he got COVID. I, I don't know whose fault that was, but he has
0: to <laughs> he
2: had some responsibility for that. And then there were all the other postponements because Triller didn't know what they were doing. And we've been we've been over that. that right. They seem to be out of uh, doing major real professional fights in boxing at this time. So now he's still fighting Cambosis and it's going to be on the zone. So they're they're going to have to work on getting him a real, a real major fight and uh, really promoting him because it's, you know, being postponed six months to all the several times. I think a lot of people just grew weary of this fight and aren't really anticipating it that much although it still could be uh, still could be a good fight we want to see how good Tifemo is against Cambosa. so he should it's, it's a big favorite against this is I think a mandatory so uh, we'll we'll, we'll see. see how he does we'll right.
1: we'll see and it's going to be live you know from MSG at the Hulu Theater so that's something too <laughs> that you know boxing is back in New York and 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 we'll see uh, what how many people are actually able to come to the show in the stands and, and whether it's a sold out show or not. Um, the fact that it's on zone in the U S you know, hopefully that, because of how high profile this is, hopefully that'll drive some numbers for them, but you know, that remains a problem. As you said, you know, the, the number of folks who are actually watching these stream fights, uh, is still problematic here. Yep.
0: Well, we will see. Best of luck to uh, Tiofomo Lopez, Tiofomo Lopez. All right, Eddie, you got anything else you want to cover in boxing, baby?
2: Yes, if any, if uh, they draft me to be in the pillow fighting <laughs> championship, I don't know if uh, I'll accept. I'll oh, have to Lord. demand uh, more money for that. But uh, I think we pretty much, we pretty much covered. A right lot of on, the stuff
0: right that's on, right What's going on? And tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Right, on Twitter is the main place, at NHP News. The these thing, by the way, follow the whole politics of that, because some of the the racist and misogynist media was really going after our Vice President Kamala Harris, because she. She was emphasizing something, I forget the exact word, but she said like the point or something like that, which is what's done in English. So they had some of the, this racist, sexist, semi-literate writer say she was pretending to speak French because this was this was in France. And so that that's why a lot of people too oppose that, of putting the in, in front of their names. And if there was also some good articles that how the media didn't cover really what she was doing when she was in France, she announced to the world that the United States will be donating 1 billion, with a B, 1 billion coronavirus vaccine doses to the rest of the world, far more than anybody has been doing it. Europe has really hardly been giving anything to the the less developed and the poorer countries that was not reported in the american media of course in, not instead they're talking about was she speaking of fake french or something right. like that this is the trash so that's where the v comes anyway you can also follow me on my patreon page where you see a lot of high level intelligent exclusive comments so become a supporter there it's a not really too expensive and you pretty much can pay what you want at patreon.com slash Eddie Goldman. And I'm coming up with some new designs for the red bubble, right? Oh, so I-, I can get some items and yeah, I will talk about that another time, but yeah, um, where you can get some stuff and this is a time of the year people buy clothing for themselves or as gifts and all that. So get something to support independent journalism gets right on me. no holds barred with eddie goldman stuff
0: that's right all right melissa tell everybody where people can find you
1: well they can find me uh on my website girlboxing.org with links to to media that i'm in and the war room and my latest blog pieces and uh, stuff where like can that you buy your book yeah, buy my book, please. It's Christmas. the history of women's boxing. There must be somebody out there who would love a little book for yep. Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. And then uh, you can find me on uh, social media. I'm at Girl Boxing Now. The Queen, shall I call myself that? T H E E. That's right. The That's right. And uh, so anyway, I'm I'm just. Just so happy to be here with my my best friends here in boxing world, and and uh, happy to be able to communicate with all of you out there. Thank you. Right on.
0: Well, you guys, that's all we have for you today. This is your fight goddess. You can find me on Instagram at LaFightGoddess Goddess and on Twitter at Angry Afro Radio. You can also check us out at uh, on on online. Oh, we have a new website. Warsports.com, w a a r sports.com and that is it you guys smash that like button follow and set your alarm so you can get a notification when we drop our next episode we will see you next week peace love
2: and push-ups no holds barred is brought to you by lenny Hart.com, the home of lenny Hart, the legendary mma and sports announcer voice actor, singer, actress, and comedian. Lenny is also known for her jazz vocals with her Lenny Hart Jazz Cabaret Band. For more information, to book her or to order a custom message from her, go to LennyHart.com, that's L-E-N-N-E-H-A-R-D-T dot com. And Skull's Fight Shop. Home of the Skull's Double End Bag, the perfect punching bag for your combat sports training. Skull's Double End Bags provide a realistic striking target and help improve speed, distance, and timing skills. Hang it and hit it right out of the box. No pump required. Skull's Fight Shop, advancing combat sports equipment for the next generation of fighters. For more information, go to Skulls, that's S-K-U-L-L-Z, FightShop.com. And Adolfina Studios, original art prints and handcrafted fine jewelry. For more information, go to Etsy.com, that's E-T-S-Y.com, slash shop, slash Adolfina Studios, that's A-D-O-L-P-H-I-N-A Studios. Also, please subscribe to the No Holds Barred page on Patreon for much more No Holds Barred content that's at patreon.com slash Goldman. Now, you can also support our independent No Holds Barred journalism by purchasing items such as t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, mugs, pillows masks, and even mini skirts at the new No Holds Barred with Eddie Goldman shop on Red Bubble. It has also been recommended to me that people choose sizes on the large side, as some items may run small. You can browse all the items for sale and then place an order at redbubble.com slash people slash Eddie Goldman hello everyone around the world welcome back this is eddie goldman no holds barred well that's going to do it for this edition of the show thanks for listening if you want to follow my site my blog the easiest way is go to eddiegoldman.com for no holds barred this has been eddie goldman